0: Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's game that tune, Jim's.
1: Ah, the vacuum's
0: on. No, <laughs> <laughs> the cat bumped the Roomba.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Can we start love- every Gems like that from now on? <laughs> I love how it was like, if
3: we get through this show without an interruption, it'll be a miracle. Literally before you say
0: the name of the show. Jesus Christ. You know, this fucking cat, man. Okay. Oh, uh, aw- yeah, everybody. What is going on? It's Game That Tune Gems, and we're back in the house once again, and we're, g- we're doing great, baby. It's your boy John Harrington here. I've got David Fleming with me. Say hey. Hey. And we got John Regan. Say hey hey hell yeah guys game that tune jim's in the house for june of 2022 and my goodness guys it's on time and it's going to be fantastic uh, we've uh, we've got fantastic tunes uh, if you're just joining us here at patreon what we do on gyms is listen to music from 30 20 and 10 years ago so we've got video games released June 1992 2002 and 2012 and my goodness guys it's gonna be a hell of a show uh you know maybe not uh, maybe not loaded with uh you know fantastic classics but I think we got some great tunes and we just got to jump into them so let's head back in time to the wonderful month of June 1992 now david i want to talk to you as the guy that i know definitely owned an nes back in the day about one of your favorite puzzle games starring one of our favorite new characters from say 1991 1992 for the nes talking about uh talking about a game five letters new character it's yoshi for the
3: nes oh I thought you were building up to, like, me guessing because you had all these hints like, you know, NES, 92, new character, five letters. Like, I think I know this game. It's Yoshi. Oh.
0: As you can see, uh, we're we're fully back in the rhythm of uh, Game That Toon Chips. Sorry, David. Uh, Were you going to guess Yoshi? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I was. My favorite favorite NES game, of course. Um, It's, uh, I think... David, I think secretly this game might just be Hattress.
3: Um, See, you know, this game, I actually owned this game oh. um, because Yoshi was the new hotness, but I didn't have a Super Nintendo, and here was a Yoshi game on NES, so I jumped on that. Mm-hmm. Um, this game was not what I was expecting. Um, no,
0: I would I would have expected something more in the Super Mario World vein, some sort of adventure game.
3: Yeah. Um, it's definitely like a very odd falling block puzzle game where you're not even playing as Yoshi. You're playing as Mario. Right. Um, cause you're at the bottom switching tiles, trying to
0: clear I've, enemies I've... off the screen. I think with an eggshell or something.
3: Well, and that's the thing. Like I've never really understood <laughs> the goal of this game because if you stack two enemies of the same kind they disappear Mm. so you're thinking oh it's like a tetris thing you have to keep all the lines clear but you can build eggs and the more things that you stack in the egg before closing it like the better the yoshi that pops out will be right so it's like are you trying to clear the screen or add more
0: stuff onto the screen i'm really not sure what i'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. sounds about right for a random fucking puzzle game from 1992 starring yoshi it's almost like they just kind of slapped his name and likeness onto this and it's nothing to do with anything uh but i I like that it's a game literally at odds with itself like do you clear the lines or do you not match the things and make the big eggs it's a complicated game much like yoshi is a complicated character you know he's one of those uh you know there's some real gray area morally when it comes to yoshi It always has been right yeah. I mean, do you help
3: your friends adventure through Dinosaur Island or do you commit tax fraud?
0: Right. Yeah. Or as Mario, are you punching him in the back of the head or are you not? Does he no, have you're punching him in the back of the head? Does he have a saddle as part of his literal anatomy or was he subjugated by somebody at some point?
3: No, it's a shell. It's, it's a shell just a now. shell that looks a lot like a saddle.
0: Yeah, it, it used to be a damn saddle. <laughs> so, anyway, let's uh, let's saddle up with some Yoshi tunes for the NES, because uh, there's also a somewhat notable uh, composer on this one. Uh, I don't know that this was actually developed. Oh, it was. It was developed by a little company. Maybe you've heard of these guys. A, a group of freaks. Game freaks. Um Game Freak is the company, and the, uh, the composer is, of course, Junichi Masuda, so maybe these Yoshi tunes are going to sound a little bit like tunes from another uh, series that is not obviously going to be on GTT Gems yet, but maybe you know it. So we got two songs from Yoshi for the NES. We've got Starman, and we've got Mushroom from composer Junichi Masuda. guessing portion of the show i will let you guess what game i might have been uh referring to that junichi masuda also worked on yoshi that's the game we just listened to uh sorry johnny gets the points by default johnny what game are we talking about
2: um Pokemon,
0: yeah, it is Pokemon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Think Game Freak, and the only other thing it could possibly be. Sorry, Johnny. It could have been Drill Dozer, yeah, or Pulse Man. Pulse Man. <laughs> I was gonna say, it was Johnny's time to say Pulse Man. Um, but moving on. Now it's Johnny's time to shine because Johnny, he's the fan. He's the combat sports fan in the group. He loves him some boxing, and he loves him some aliens. So obviously, Johnny put a lot of time. Into Power Punch 2 for the NES.
2: Oh, yeah. I played the hell out of this game back in the day. Uh huh. Didn't we all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was a huge fan of Developer Beam Software uh, and how they used <laughs> the engine again in George Foreman's KO Boxing on multiple systems the same year. Uh-huh. Uh, that really appealed to me uh, back in uh, June 1992 when this came out. Wow, impressive, Johnny!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Well said and very naturalistic. <laughs> uh, <Yes. laughs>
3: Is this the game that was supposedly the Mike Tyson's Punch Out
0: sequel where he goes to space to beat up aliens? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> the game where it's not, it doesn't play at all like Punch Out. And you are playing as a guy who's not Mike Tyson. Mm-mm. No, definitely not. Going to space to fight aliens. Um, it's. Uh, baffling fucking game (laughs) because it it, it sure looks like mike tyson's on the cover of this game but uh he's it's it's mark tough guy tyler it's mark tyler not
2: mike tyson (laughs) it's one thing i don't understand is you know every once in a while you get a game where they put like one in the title because they're intending to make a sequel right but this is power punch 2 yes so I guess they just skipped ahead a step because there is no Power Punch 1, That's right? the other beauty of it. There's This game's baffling on a number of levels. <laughs> I, no, I there,
3: there is a Power Punch 1. It's called Mike
0: Tyson's Punch-Out. I love the idea that these guys maybe put the cart before the horse and thought they were going to make... This, it's like th- when they see what we've got, they're just going to call it Mike Tyson's Punch Out 2 and we'll be millionaires. And Nintendo took one look at this, like, no, we don't want this dog shit game. And Mike Tyson says you can't use his name. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> so, well, we better make it as close as, better make it, you know, confusing enough to like uh, get a grandma to go in there or get a kid to think that uh, this is the sequel to Punch Out. Like, but uh, I do
3: love that the main character is Mark Tyler yes. because that just reminds me of the hammer frankenstein movies where frankenstein's on the run so he changes his name to dr stein <laughs> like that's really gonna help
0: yeah uh yeah i like the idea yes that, that you know mike tyson was embarrassed to be in this but the, he didn't really want his likeness removed he just wanted his name changed so it's like i don't know you know change that mark tyler done but uh we got two fantastic songs for power punch too of course uh composers Marshall Parker, Gavin Anderson and Brian Post. We've got the title screen and we've got the round theme. That's the round every single round of the game. It's a pretty repetitive musical game. So uh let's let's punch it with power. All right, quick and formal poll, but it's very, uh, very important. Which game had the better uh, round music, Mike Tyson's Punch Out or Power Punch 2? Mike Tyson's Punch Mike Out. Yeah, Tyson's was, punch Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I <laughs> want to see if I can catch any of you guys siding with Mark Tough Guy Tyler on this one. Uh, of course not. Uh, you guys aren't fools. Um, so moving on to a game that I'm confident that maybe both of you have played, actually. maybe, Maybe we got one here. It's also on the NES. It's developed by Capcom. David, I'll give you an opportunity to guess this one. It's composed by, of course, uh, Yasuaki Fujita and Yoshihiro Sakaguchi, classic Capcom composers. It's a Disney tie-in game. It stars a duck. Is it Darkwing Duck? It's Darkwing Duck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you play Darkwing Duck? <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> And I'm also like, did I you buy the like, Disney Saturday Breakfast Collection at
3: some point? You you seriously haven't played this at all? I mean, I've played it since. I just didn't play it <laughs> when it first came out. Okay, um, I think because I didn't know it existed. Because <laughs> if like five year old me knew there was a Darkwing Duck game on NES, I would have been all over
0: that. Uh huh. True um it's it feels like a like a serious rental it's the kind of game that i it's like no i definitely didn't own this but like i must have rented this at some point you know something about those old capcom boxes man like with the you know the capcom white letters in the red up on the top with the little frame around it you know talking like you know little nemo rescue rangers dark wing duck like that's like nostalgic just like simple box design that i'm like yeah i rented Everything that I saw with that logo on it, right? Like I was you know, I was a discerning kid that strictly rented Capcom games back in the day. Uh Johnny, did you play Darkwing Duck? Nope, I did not. Did you watch Darkwing Duck? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Uh who's your favorite character in Darkwing Duck?
2: Um, oh crap. The the, the pilot who's also on DuckTales was his name. Uh Launchpad. Uh, Launchpad McQuack. Launchpad McDuck. McQuack. McQuack. (laughs) Yes, I
0: think. (laughs) David can correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) No, it was Launchpad McQuack. Yes. Great name. Because, yeah, he's not related to Scrooge McDuck. Um, It would be cool if Launchpad were Scrooge McDuck's like dipshit nephew or something. Like another one. (laughs) Or his, I don't know, cousin. Like second cousin Launchpad. Uh, Anyway, yeah, Darkwing Duck's great. Uh, I gotta fucking bust back into the like Disney collection. I, I've got, I think it's, I think I got that one on sale on PS4, which just makes it so much less desirable for me to play than if it were on Switch. Like, yeah, I uh, I like to curl up with these games and really just you know mm, snuggle up like I used to back in the day. Not a uh, not bust out my big blocky PS4 to play old school eight bit games. So maybe I'll just rebuy this. But anyway, we got two fantastic songs from Darkwing Duck and those classic Capcom composers Yasuaki Fujita and Yoshihiro. Sakaguchi, we've got Quacker Jack Bridge, and we've got Moliarty's Tower. Capcom NES fucking jams, man. Yeah. You yeah, talk about fucking nostalgic box art. That's nostalgic fucking tunes right there. So uh, moving on to something that I'm sure we all also have nostalgia for. Uh, I believe we're moving over to the Sega Genesis. Johnny, this is your time to shine.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. you were ready. You were entering the house, the splatter house, for a second ah. time.
2: Yeah, so I've not played a lot of the spider games, to be perfectly honest. They, oh. look, they look good. I've only heard good things about they,
0: them. Johnny, they were right there next to Sonic at the video rental place. How come you never grabbed these?
2: Because, <laughs> John, in what <laughs> universe <laughs> do I go past Sonic?
0: <laughs> you, you work your way through the alphabet, you get to Sonic, you stop. S-O, done. S-P, no, not interested. Too far. Yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. Um, so no, uh, no on Spider-House. David, did you ever play, uh, Spider-House specifically in this instance, Splatterhouse 2?
3: You know, I'm not sure. I've definitely played <laughs> one of the old Splatterhouse games. Mm. I don't remember which one specifically, because I feel like they were all very, very similar. No. Except for that reboot re- reboot on, like, the
0: Xbox 360 that came out randomly. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot they did that. Um... Yeah, I uh, I also have not played Spider-House, which uh, I feel bad for, because it seems like uh, the kind of edgelord shit that I would have been into back when I was seven. It's like, yeah, mom, can I rent this? And then she'd be like, no. One, you don't own a Genesis. And two, look at it. There's a guy in a hockey mask killing the alien from aliens. I'm like, fine. I guess I'll rent Darkwing Duck or some shit. Um, but yeah, I uh, I like violent, silly crap. And that seems like what this is. Like, did they ever get the license for any of the likenesses that you encounter in this game? Like, you're playing as Rick something or other who looks a lot like a certain other hockey mask-wearing murderer person. And you're fighting, you know, a lot of near rip-offs of other popular characters. Like I said, the cover, you're fighting aliens. They never... They they try to act like this was original characters do not steal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. It's very like, funny. it's... It's basically not Jason fighting not Cthulhu
0: monsters. Right. Love it. Yeah. You know, it would be great if they went so far as to call him like Rick Voorhees and just be like, yeah, he's Jason's brother. You know, that guy. Um, but anyway, yeah, we got two two fantastic songs from uh, Spider House 2 and composer Iiko Kaneda. We've got Boss 1 and we've got Stage 2 Dash 2. 2 number 2.
3: Hey, how come they never put Rick from Splatterhouse as a guest character
0: in a Mortal Kombat game? That's a really good question, especially, like, because Mortal Kombat on Genesis was unquestionably, like, the more popular of the, uh, like, Mortal Kombats back in the day, so, like... They should have been really going after that Genesis crowd with that Splatterhouse crossover because they were, you, Splatterhouse remained popular for years after this, right?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just thinking they added Jason, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface, the alien. Like, mm-hmm. how come Rick's not in there? Yeah, bring Keep in sitting. Rick.
0: Yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd play as Rick. Um, So, David, I want to talk to you now about a classic Game Boy game and one that I think either you have played or. Uh, much like when we featured recently uh, Super Hunchback on Game That Tune, Gems, I think you'll be devastated to learn this exists. So, I would like to know, David, how you are feeling about the 1992 Game Boy game, The Blues Brothers. Oh, a look of concern has washed over David's face. <laughs> well,
3: only because I did not know this game existed. Yes. However, I have played the blues brothers 2000 game on n64 and based on that i don't want anything to do with this game (laughs) like
0: what's wrong with this no i can't even act like this could possibly be worth playing (laughs) like uh david it's a game it's a game boy game in which you're playing as the blues brothers i
3: i am intrigued
0: though um
3: especially because it's on game boy um because I, I feel like the the strongest thing that a Blues Brothers game could have would be, like, driving sections mm-hmm. and the
0: music. Yes. And
3: I don't think either one of those work well <laughs> on a Game Boy. <laughs>
0: no, you'd be right, man. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's a side-scrolling platformer where you're playing as Blues Brothers. I don't know if there's any driving sections. And, um, yeah, I uh, the music... David, I'm not going to lie. I might have just brought it on to troll you. It's it's a huge... I, I couldn't believe I saw this game on the list. I'm like, uh, you know, talk about timely movie tie-ins. <laughs> the fucking Blues Brothers in 1992. Like, who was clamoring for this? <laughs> I mean, it was only 12 years later. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, name another fucking 1980 movie that would get a fucking video game in 1992. Like, you know, were people going to run out and get Chariots of Fire... Or fucking, you know, like, Out of Africa, the video game? I don't think so, David. (laughs) I mean, I would have gotten Chariots of Fire unless it was on Game Boy. Right. (laughs) That's the other key to the whole thing. It's a Game Boy Blues Brothers game. (laughs) Uh, So, man, have we got two fantastic songs from the Blues Brothers and the perfectly tagged soundtrack. We've got Background Music 1, and we've got Background Music 4, and from the composer, the developers, Titus, So let's hear some fantastic Blues Brothers tunes. David, hold on to your (laughs) butt.
2: see some uh, some faces being rubbed johnny looks pissed <laughs> oh, wow i've heard some <laughs> terrible things <laughs> and that might be the most terrible thing i've ever heard in my life wow. johnny oh we've devastated him <laughs> oh my god unbelievable
0: oh <laughs> uh, so not not great then johnny david uh, how do you feel about that <laughs> game boy peter gun theme
3: <laughs> you know it's not
0: atrocious
2: yeah i'll give it that johnny might disagree with you he really seems upset (laughs) yeah i had a better time listening to h john benjamin's jazz albums than i did listening to this
0: what a weird reference that is i don't know how to compare those things (laughs) (laughs) what
2: (laughs) cool um
0: well then let's just move on whatever h john (laughs) benjamin's jazz albums means um Sounds like not a great thing. So let's move on to a great thing. Guys, let's move to the Super Nintendo Uh, and a fantastic game in a series that only has, you know, grown in popularity in America. Uh, You know, this is the first time it was released in America and it got so many other big releases uh, with a very popular character, a Konami joint. It's time for Mystical Ninja. It's Ganbar Goemon for the SNES. Uh, I think as they called it in America, uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. And um man, yeah, this Goemon, he really took off after this, right? You guys uh, you guys all played all that Goemon content that definitely came to America? Oh, I celebrate Goemon Day every year. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime in June, whenever it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh by celebrate it by Spiking my hair up blue and playing uh, playing this game. I don't know. <laughs> it's the only real thing you can do to celebrate Goemon Day. Um yeah, uh still haven't played this. Yeah. You know, we uh, we probably should play more Goemon, guys. You know, the uh we've turned our backs on Goemon Day. We've lost the true meaning of the season. The meaning <laughs> of the meaning of June is to play Goemon. <laughs> and uh you know, we've just we've gotten so far away from that. Uh, playing these classic SNES like uh, beat-em-ups slash uh, platform games where you walk around and bash people with a pipe. Like, you know, we do that in other games. There's other beat-em-ups where you bash people with a pipe, but you don't do it as going on. So we should probably get back to this. David, you know, uh, can you name uh, you know, a better game that's come out since in which you bash people with a pipe? I don't think you can.
3: Um, I don't know if it's since because I'm...
0: It might have been before, but there, there's always Final Fight. Oh, that's well before this. Final Fight was a launch okay. title. Goemon perfected the pipe bashing subgenre. And, you know, you notice that pipe bashing has kind of fallen out of fashion in video games these days. It just doesn't happen as much as it used to. So,
3: it's kind of, we got to bring it back. Here's that man. Bomberman- oh, wait, no, that's a ratchet. Yeah, no,
0: they break their fucking heads with ratchets in that game. None, uh, they don't bash people with old feudal Japan pipes. So, um man let's uh, let's just hop in some fantastic goemon tunes from composers Kazuhiku uehara and harumi ueko we've got oedo goemon's home and we've got the road to the flying castle that's a road that sounds like it makes sense <music> I really do have questions about the road to the flying castle. You know, one, is the castle flying as you're taking the road to it? And two, does that mean that the road, is it a mountain road or does the road just kind of fly up into the air? Like it's a suspension bridge that goes to a flying castle? You know, um, it's a crazy road, the road to the flying yes. castle. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, John. You are the expert on feudal Japan type shit in this group, so... You can speak to the old uh, the old flying castle road dilemma that you know we all encounter when discussing Goemon. It's, it's part of the traditional Goemon Day celebration, ruminating on where the road to the flying castle goes. <laughs> anyway, um, it's time to close out 1992 with a game that I'm confident none of us have played because it's an SNES version of a beloved Genesis game. That until doing the research for this episode, I didn't know existed and you guys didn't own SNESs. So, I would say highly likely that none of us have played Thunder Spirits for the SNES.
2: Oh, this is the one that's like, it's a port of a port kind of situation. Bit of that, yeah.
0: Yeah. It is, a, nope. it's, a it's an SNES port of Thunder Force 3 um or um, excuse me so thunder force 3 was ported to arcades and then that port was ported to snes
2: okay so i've not played thunder spirits on the super nintendo have you played thunder force ac in the arcade mm, no i've also not played thunder force 3 ac in the arcade but i have not played thunder force (laughs) 3 on the Sega genesis son of a bitch i thought we had one (laughs) (laughs) yeah no
0: i haven't either um I I would like to have I uh, I would like to play this on a uh, like a current kind of system current kind of setup with like a rewind feature something more forgiving than say an arcade or a classic S N E S Genesis setup because side scrolling shooters as fun and cool as they seem not really forgiving uh, back in these days so. Uh I would not like to play it as it was released, but I would like to play it now with uh with a little bit of assistance, because uh I'm too lazy to get good at things anymore, guys. Um But yeah, Thunder Spirits it's uh it's on here because it's got some bops. It's got some SNES bops versions of Genesis tunes. The Genesis versions are so much better. Um but the Justice version wasn't released right now. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to three songs. It's the bonus speech for 1992. We're closing it out. From composer Toshiharu Yamanishi and Tomomi Otani, we've got three songs from Thunder Spirits. Back to the fire. Venus, fire, and hunger made them desperate. And uh, that desperation is going to be the vibe that we carry through to the 2002 segment. So will see you next year. All right, fellas, we did it. We made it to 2002. It's June of 2002. Johnny, what were you up to?
2: I'll see June 2002. I was probably uh, we were at school, baby. License? It was summertime. I believe I had my driver's license in 2002, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't even know. You should have, yeah. Okay, yeah, I probably had it by then. Mm-hmm. I bet you were so, downtown scooping ice cream, baby. Yeah, downtown scooping ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving co workers rides home, hoping that they would kiss me a little bit. Oh, and that yeah. Was, of course, never happening. You know, everybody kisses the guy that
0: gives them rides home. That's how it works, <laughs> right? God, <laughs> was like dumb. Hey, it seemed like the best possible course of action at the time
3: <laughs> God was that my problem all along I never gave someone a ride home
0: yeah no David you fool you walked to work so many times you just missed out on kissing all those people um, <laughs> man it, it worked so well for Johnny they uh, you know god everybody kisses the car owner but um, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of people that we'd like to give a nice kiss to let's talk about a fantastic game. Released twenty years ago, guys. June of two thousand two. It's the first appearance of a beloved character on the Game Boy Color from Way Forward Technologies, guys. It's Shantae's twentieth birthday. Ooh, mm-hmm.
2: oh, Shantae's twenty now.
0: <laughs> yeah, Johnny. I bet you want to give her a ride home, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. I would very much like to give her a ride home. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: Uh, or maybe she could—I don't know—shake her hips and turn into an animal and give you a ride home in some way. I, you know, David, you could speak to what goes on in these games. What happens to Shantae? Is she turned into animals?
3: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. um, you learn magic spells um, that you activate by dancing that give you new forms. Um, I believe in the original, there was a monkey, an elephant, a spider, and a harpy. Mm. So, like, yeah, she totally could have just. Grabbed Johnny by the shoulders and just flown away
0: in RP form. I was going to say, yeah, she could turn into an elephant and Johnny could hop right on that back and, uh, you know, she could take him home and then she'd be disappointed when Johnny didn't kiss her. You know, she'd be (laughs) like, God, I've been trying to give this guy a ride home for, you know, quite some time. But yeah, um, nope. uh, We're going to leave this bit in 2002. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Man, yeah. So, David, would you say that this is the best game in the Shantae series without question? Uh no. What <laughs>
3: you're not it's, prepared to say that? <laughs> uh I'm not prepared to say that. It's it's a fine game. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It started off the series. Um there's just a few design choices that aren't so great um it does the castlevania 2 what a horrible night for a curse thing where Mm. there's a day night cycle and enemies are a lot harder in the night um Mm -hmm. i don't believe you ever get a map in the game so like exploring around can get a little difficult um but still the main concept you're hair whipping you're getting magic spells you're exploring dungeons for items it's a really fun game. It's just not the best
0: one. It's the first one. It's not necessarily yeah, the best. Basically. Hell yeah, man. Well, man, let's uh let's blow out twenty candles for Shantae, baby. Uh from composer Jake Kaufman. We got two fantastic songs. We've got Town Ablaze and Something's Not Right in Bandit Town. Now, I'll tell you what's not right. Johnny showed up in his firebird and tried to give Shantae a ride home. Yeah, that's uh that's a pretty funky beat johnny maybe if you had been playing Shantae music as you gave people a ride home from work maybe then they would have considered kissing you like you know what what, what kind of music admit you were you were
2: like throwing them in your firebird playing real big fish for them. no 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 <laughs> back then i remember playing i remember playing the space channel 5 soundtrack in my firebird a
1: lot uh, actually
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: sure <laughs> did i believe that <laughs> Oh,
0: that 96 Firebird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, just a utter chick magnet John Regan back in O two. <laughs> so moving on to uh, you know, also some rad ass vehicles that definitely were full blown chick magnets. Let's talk about a game for the PlayStation 2. Let's talk about Wipeout Fusion. Uh, Johnny, you ever uh, venture out of your Firebird and venture into a wipeout vehicle?
2: Um, only the one time. <laughs> And after the trip to the hospital, I decided not to do that again. Word. Uh, so I, I decided to stick with the Firebird for the time. Yeah,
0: exactly. Not the uh, futuristic hover racing vehicle. that didn't uh, didn't go so well for you.
2: Yeah, no. The whole testicular torsion thing was not a fun thing to deal with. <laughs> yeah,
0: shifting gears all wrong, Johnny. <laughs> you get all twisted <laughs> up like that. Oh man. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, David, you got much experience in the 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 Wipeout verse. <laughs>
3: Um, not on the PS2. I hmm. did play the one on the PSP briefly, and ah. it seems like a series that I would enjoy because it's just that very fast-paced arcade future racing thing that I kind of feel like Nintendo should make some games like those.
0: But well, no, um, Nintendo certainly doesn't have the rights to a franchise that would be uh, right no, for that kind of racing. No, not at all.
3: Um, but no, they're fun. They're there, I just remember it being incredibly fast-paced, yeah. which I know is, like, the whole thing, but, like...
0: Very fast-paced. Yeah, no, they're pretty fun, man. I, I kind of dig the whole vibe. It's, uh, it's a little, little crunchy, little grungy. I love the you know the drum and bass music. The you know different uh, artists they got working on the music for the games. Very good. So we've got two fantastic tunes from Wipeout Fusion, from Plump DJs. We've got Big Groovy Funker, and from Elite Force, we've got Switchback. It's uh, very of its time, you know, which is uh, maybe you guys not recognizing that the late 90s are over, but still making that music. And I kind of kind of love it, Uh, man. Good, good times. Now, David, speaking of good, good times, I want to talk to you about a fantastic GameCube game that I never played. And I'm still ashamed to this day that I haven't played because it felt like something that people kind of, you know, they talked it up at the time. And I simply didn't play it. I want to talk to you about the good, good times that we all had playing Eternal Darkness: Sanity's <gasps> Requiem. <laughs> okay, that is
3: not the direction that I was expecting. I know um, right? <laughs> this game is a very, very good game. It's also a little bit of a mind fuck.
0: Really? Yeah. With a, with a name like um, Sanity's Requiem,
3: <laughs> Eternal Darkness, no less. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, I remember it being very fun. It, I mean, yes. fun is a relative <laughs> term. Like it, it was a an enjoyable experience. It's just super trippy. Like, mm. cool. I I feel like you should definitely hit up your your local rental store and rent a copy of this to play because it's definitely worth playing. Okay, cool.
0: So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't need to learn anything else about it. Johnny, you played Eternal Darkness a ton.
2: No, absolutely not. Yeah, you have no idea what this is? <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Oh, okay, uh, cool. I, I know it's a psychological horror action adventure video game developed by Silicon Knights and published by Nintendo. Word. The first half sentence of the Wikipedia article. Yeah, good, <laughs> I, man.
3: <laughs> I want to say, I think this
0: was the first mature game Nintendo published. Oh, that's probably. Uh, was Killer Instinct mature? I feel like it might have been at the time. A little bloody. It H- had, had boobies. Yeah. Uh, um,
3: but, yeah, Johnny, basically, like, it, it's an action-adventure game. You play as this woman, and you're exploring, like, this house, um, and it just unravels this eldritch horror curse upon everything, and you have a sanity meter, yeah. and... <laughs> (laughs) As the sanity meter gets lower, more and more things will mess with you. Like, you'll leave a room, come back, and then all the furniture's arranged. Like, blood will come out of the walls. And the most famous thing this game has is there's a fake blue screen of death. (gasps) Like, all of a sudden, the game just pauses, and there's an error message that, like, the game disc cannot be read. Whoa. (laughs) Like, that kind of thing. Okay. Wait, what the fuck?
0: Yes, they were pulling some Kojima shit. I love it. Okay. That's yeah. Amazing. All right. That just this jumps to the top of my list. I, I should go back and replay this. That sounds great. Um, cool. Uh, so yeah, we got two fantastic songs, some upbeat and fantastic uplifting music from Eternal Darkness <laughs> from composer Steve Hennepin. We've got Sanity's Requiem and we've got Black Rose. Sounds sexy. Corpses lumbering, rotting
4: cadavers. They are amongst us.
0: Word is immediately corpses. <laughs> all, right, all right, cool. Good. I, I nailed that transition. <laughs> Glad to know it. Um, so, speaking of Sanity's Requiem, let's move on to a game that is absolutely insane, and I don't understand what it is or why it's here. But for some reason, I feel like maybe Johnny knows about this. Johnny, I want to talk to you about a game that came out on the PlayStation 1 in June of 2002 called Gubble. In some other regions, it was called Goober. (laughs) That
2: does not help at all.
0: Yeah. Gubble? Gubble. G U B B L E. You are playing as a tiny alien named Gubble. And this game is fucking dumb. It came out for PCs in 1997. And for some reason, they felt the need to port it forward to the PlayStation 1 in 2002. And here it is. It's Gobble.
2: Huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, so Gobble sounds like something that, like, if I was at a party and I said the word Gobble, I feel like I'm getting kicked out. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, is, baby. You guys want to play some me... Gobble? <laughs> yeah. no. no. Hey, baby, you want to Gobble this drink? Oh. yeah, <laughs> Gobble these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so uh,
0: this game, from what I have uh, looked up about it, sucks. Uh, You play as a tiny alien that floats around on a little game board, and the object of the game is to, like, remove screws or, like, remove nails from boards and avoid, like, contact with, like, easily avoided enemies that are on, like, motion paths, so you just have to kind of stay away from them. And that's it. You're like moving around easy boards, not touching certain things and making silly noises. I don't understand why they thought they needed to make this game for the PlayStation two or PlayStation one in 2002. I just, I saw it and I'm like, well, that's the dumbest fucking game we've ever featured on the show. We gotta, we gotta find a, we gotta talk gobble. Um, I I do want to give a shout out uh, to the, Whichever
3: author on the game's Wikipedia page wrote this sentence, because uh, I sincerely appreciate it, um, you know, you can use tools such as a hammer or screwdriver, which the main character, D Gleep, parentheses, an alien, oh uses in a... It's like, thank you for clarifying
0: that. Well, thank goodness, yeah. It would just be preposterous if there were a mere man named D Gleep. Um, Jesus Christ, this game is some fucking D Gleep.
2: Give me the
0: gubble Bug Eraser. What? <laughs>
2: it's, oh, God. It's a cart racing
0: game. Okay, well, yeah, we, whenever that comes out, we're going to have to fucking feature that, too. Son of a bitch. So, we've got two fantastic songs from Gubble. Uh, we've got the main theme, and we've got Supernova from composer Shitmat. <laughs> tune's kind of fun um but yeah this whole game the, the list of composer really is uh listed as shit matt and uh yeah it tells you about how seriously people should be taking this game um and johnny's not sending me the information i'm sorry they wow they johnny you want to just read this i don't want to fucking read this
2: yeah so in 2012 um actual entertainment the developers uh launched a Kickstarter campaign to try to raise funds for a new title called Gubble 3D. Um, they were shooting for $80,000. They raised 1249 of those dollars. <laughs> That's
0: impressive.
2: <laughs> okay, so the legacy of Gubble uh,
0: does not exist. Uh, this is the most anybody has talked about or said the words Gubble in 25 years. I'm proud to be those guys. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to something just as beloved as Gubble. Something that stood the test of time and is still uh, still rocking and rolling to this day. I'm talking about the Digimon. It's Digimon World 3. Johnny, did you ever play Digimon World 3?
2: Uh, no, I played one and two extensively, but I never played three. Shucks. David, how about you?
3: You know, I watched the anime for a while, but I never played the games.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, you know, couldn't be really worth playing. Um, yeah, nobody nobody likes Digimon, especially these Digimon World games. They're just uh, bad, bad games featuring bad, bad characters. Um I'm being a bit of a jerk. This uh, It's all a bit aimed at a specific patron. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure these games are perfectly fine. But yeah, this is uh, Digimon World 3 on the PS1. Uh, I bet the music is perfectly fine. And then I bet there's a bunch of weird, annoying ambient tracks that we'll have to ban from the radio when we add this. So let's find out, shall we? From composer Satoshi Ishikawa, we've got the main lobby and the leader battle from Digimon World 3. this music's uh it's good i like it it's as good as uh playstation one music should be in 2002 but um that's to say yeah yeah all right great digimon it exists still exists apparently they just made a new one i think Uh, i don't care to find out speaking of things that maybe they made a new one and i don't care to find out and david speaking of a reference you made earlier i uh i'm gonna need to break your fucking head with a ratchet We've got a Bomberman game to talk about. It seems like we've been getting a lot of Bomberman games recently. (laughs) uh, Well, I mean,
3: there was a period where they were making one every single year. So, like, yeah, they're bound to come up on the show. I
0: feel like they were making one every few months at this point. David, did you play Bomberman Generation? No. No? Johnny, how about you? I mean,
3: I've played a Bomberman game, so I've probably (gasps) played something similar to this. Uh, This is Bomberman
0: Generation, uh, exclusive to the GameCube? Um, it's, um, yeah, like, uh, a little more than just your average Bomberman game. I think there's, like, uh, you know, puzzles and minigames and maybe even, like, uh, like, almost, like, RPG battles in it. Didn't play this one? Uh, no. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, cause Sounds once like I, maybe I should have. Once I read, uh, those further descriptions of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I definitely didn't play that. I, you know. I feel the, the old, if you've played one Bomberman game, you played them all thing. Uh, it turns out it doesn't hold true, because this one was more like a, like an adventure game. It's not, uh, not in your usual Bomberman game grid. You're uh, walking around a little field and bombing things. It's pretty cute. But, David, maybe you should branch out, man. You know, it's been 20 years. What's keeping you from playing Bomberman Generation?
3: I was trying to think of something funny to say, and I couldn't come up with no, it's anything. It's okay,
0: David. It doesn't always have to be clever. Sometimes we can really just get introspective about why we didn't give Bomberman Generation the right chance, man. Hmm. It's time.
3: Yeah, jo- I don't have a reason. I need to track this game down.
0: It's okay, Johnny. I'm not I'm not directing any of this at you, but I am going to need you to give us your copies of Bomberman Generation. I know you have several. Oh, yeah. No, I got a whole closet full of these games. Johnny strictly plays Bomberman games that don't involve the classic Bomberman mode. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, Fantasy Race, <laughs> you know, that's Johnny's bread and butter, baby. <laughs> um, but we got two fantastic songs from Bomberman Generation. We've got the Bomberman Generation original mix from composer Shohai Bondo, and we've got Taco Desert. That sounds like a desert I want to go to right now, baby. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna smell it.
0: generation. Sounds uh, sounds good. You know, just saying taco desert kind of made me hungry. I feel like we should wrap this thing up. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh you know guys, let's wrap up 2002 and go get a taco in the desert. Nobody knows how long we take off between decades in these shows. David, let's talk about Game Boy Advance. Or maybe in this case, actually shit. Is this the game uh, Game Boy or the GameCube one? David, this is Mega Man Battle Network. Is this Game Boy or GameCube? <laughs> Uh, Game Boy Advance. Okay, cool. Um,
3: I think it was Battle Nexus was like the one on
0: GameCube, right? but the series as a whole were pretty much all GBA games. Okay, cool. Um, So Mega Man Battle Network for the GBA then, Uh, did you play it? You know, I did play
3: it for a little bit um, because I had a a friend of mine in college who was super into these games, um, and I was curious about it because Mega Man, uh, and he did let me borrow it, um, and then I played it for like a day or so, and then once I realized how deep and long of an RPG it was, I was like, okay, I I got other stuff that I need to play.
0: Um, So I have played some, but not a lot. Word. And David, I'm sorry. This is what I get for relying on the tags on these fucking soundtracks. This is Mega Man Battle Network 2, not 1. The fucking, wherever I downloaded this from, they fucking put the uh, the artist as Mega Man Battle Network. This is Mega Man Battle Network 2. Did you play Battle Network 2? Uh, no, it was the first one. Okay, even less than, ba- than the original Battle Network. You didn't play this one. Son of but a I bitch. Mean,
3: <laughs> the series is pretty similar. Like, I know that's shocking that Mega Man games don't really evolve sequel to sequel right but
0: <laughs> yeah uh, you know i kind of i gotta respect Mega Man for continuing to like you know come up with different series and then make like five to six games per series like they really yeah uh, they really see these things through it's obviously so in the future they can release you know big collections of these things for a switch and we can go play them like the, you know there's a Mega Man battle network uh legacy collection out there for us to play right now right Uh, If it's not out now, it should be coming out. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was joking or not. I couldn't remember if they made a collection of these. (laughs) No, they did. Good. They should, Uh, because, yeah, these need to be experienced. So, anyway, let's close out this fucking month. Uh, I feel like, you know, Gubble has sent us off in some alternate timeline that just fucked up my whole brain. So, let's play three songs from Mega Man Battle Network 2, from composer Yoshino Aoki. We've got Internet World, the world we're living in right now, baby. We've got Battle Spirit, and we've got You Can't Go Back, the theme of Game That Tune, Gems. So, we'll see you guys in the fucking June of 2012. guys we've made it it's 2012 it's june we're having a great time david what were you up to
3: june of 2012 i was in the city at that point
0: word so i was probably just working and sweating Mm mm-hmm that's what happens in chicago in june baby i like it uh so were you at the time busting out your playstation 3 or your xbox 360 to play the fantastic new release of of a game that I'm sure you've played. Uh one of the only one of the three releases that we've got on this incredibly short month, June of 2012, were you playing, David, Lollipop Chainsaw.
3: No. Fuck. But I <laughs> wanted to, because it looked
0: awesome. I thought for sure you at least gave this one a try.
3: <laughs> it was it was on my list of games to buy, because yeah, it's just a hack and slash game where you're a cheerleader with a chainsaw fighting zombies Mm -hmm. that's very very up my alley yes um and i kept meaning to pick it up and i just never did and that's something that i still regret to this very day
0: yeah i could see why you would because it it really does seem like it's I, i don't know maybe not completely up your alley but up certain alleys johnny let me tell you about this game do you know lollipop chainsaw I did not know. So it's developed by Grasshopper Manufacturer, uh, which is the uh, studio run by Suda51, the guy that made like No More Heroes and shit. So it's, uh, okay. it's a weird, quirky studio that makes weird, quirky games. And this one, not only was Suda51 involved, he also brought in American filmmaker James Gunn.
2: Whoa! Okay,
0: yeah, Hold on I ain't
2: talking my language right, exactly.
0: So you're thinking like, ooh, no more heroes plus seventies music. All right, <laughs>
2: so, yeah, you know,
0: peacemaker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, you play as a a hot cheerleader chick voiced by Tara Strong. That's more for David. Uh, and yeah, you're fighting zombies with a chainsaw. As a, she's not the current version of Harley Quinn, but she's close enough. You know, blonde pigtails, chainsaw, crop top. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And I want to say her boyfriend like gets bit and infected, so to save his life, she cuts his head off, and now his living head is just like a keychain that you talk to. Yes. And I want to say he's voiced by Michael Rosenbaum.
0: I bet he is. Why wouldn't he be? Who's Michael but, Rosenbaum?
3: Yeah. Um, He was on um, Smallville. Oh, the bald guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, word. Okay, cool uh yeah i hope it is him i think it was him yeah man um it's uh it's really something this fucking lollipop chainsaw it's uh it's a big fucking mess but it seems like it's a fun fucking miss. I mean, you know, like I said, Suda51 and James Gunn making a, making a game. And then for some reason, they had to had to go and really take it up an extra notch. I don't care for this part, but I'm sure there are people out there that did. They got the singer from mindless self-indulgence, Jimmy Urine, to come in and make the music. So, man, oh, man, have we got some lollipop chainsaw music. So it's got composers Mack Nobuka, Akira Yamaoka, and... Mindless self-indulgences, Jimmy Urine, we've got Rainbow Zombie Fever, and we've got Boss One. for mindless self-indulgence was literally called in to like make the boss themes which explains why that uh, song was i don't know vaguely unpleasant to listen to but also sounded kind of rad uh, son of a bitch that <laughs> yeah he did it again old jimmy urine so man um what a fucking game lollipop chainsaw uh and from that we can only move on to a game that makes even more sense uh david i want to talk to you about a fantastic nintendo ds game that i'm sure you played because, you know, it was 2012, you are still playing your DS, or maybe this one came out on the 3DS, I probably shouldn't be talking like this. Uh, David, let me talk to you about the idea of Conquest. Pokemon Conquest. Yes, for the DS, not the 3DS.
3: <laughs> this is a game that I'm glad that came out, <laughs> and I appreciate it, but I did not play it, because it's, it's a mashup of, like, two different series, oh, Pokemon yes. <laughs> and I forget what the other one is. Nobunaga's ambition, baby. <laughs> That's it. Um. So it's like feudal Japan Pokemon, and I was on board for that. Except it's like turn-based strategy game. I was like, oh, okay, I'm checking out now. Right. But I do love the artwork where you just see like all these badass samurais paired up with Pokemon.
0: hmm It's cool. <laughs> There's. It's a uh, it's a really interesting mashup. Uh, you know. Obviously, I'm baffled, really, that they even bother releasing this in America because, you know, we we like our Pokemon just fine over here. I don't know that America has ever demonstrated a great affinity for Nobunaga's ambition. Johnny, were you a big Nobunaga head back in the day?
2: No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You had to
0: think hard on that? (laughs) Does it bring you deep shame that you don't uh, know Nobunaga and their ambitions? No. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Pregnant you realize pauses. those pauses are going to get edited out, right? My goodness. No, they're not. I, I have to leave those in. Whew. Jeez, Johnny. <laughs> um. But, yeah, no, it, it seems like a cool game and, a, and an interesting crossover that I'm just baffled that it uh, got made and got released in America. It's, uh Yeah feudal Japan Pokemon. And I guess they would come back, you know, 10 years later and do a little like, uh, you know, Pokemon legends kind of thing. I'd I'd be more interested in Pokemon conquest. If it were more in the Pokemon legends, Arceus kind of uh, vibe. Like if you're traveling around an open world with like a Pokemon and a samurai guy, now we're talking, but like, yeah, no real time strategy or turn-based strategy nah no that's okay Yeah, good for you though nobunaga you got yourself tied into the pokemon company for a second there that's very ambitious of you um so we've got two fantastic songs from pokemon conquest and composer shinichiro nakamura we've got map theme one and we've got battle a legendary pokemon Fast fun, uh, music, uh, not quite the usual Pokemon music. I can't say whether or not it's the usual Nobunaga's Ambition music, um, but uh, but I like it. It's uh, it's got good tunes. It's got good action tunes with some of that uh, those classic uh, you know old school Japanese instruments in there, and uh, I find that pretty cool. So th- uh, speaking of things I find pretty cool, I'm talking about our final game of the evening, and it's a game that I don't know anything about. And Jesse is not here to talk about it, which is just the way that I wanted to finish the show. Because, you know, when it's just me, Johnny, and David, it's always good to finish the episode discussing a game for the PlayStation Vita. Um, of course, I'm talking about Gravity Rush. Johnny, this is your favorite game.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm always in a rush to deal with gravity. Um, you know, like, it, it, basically, I wake up in the morning and... It's just rush, 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 rush to get my gravity back under control. Because, mm. like, I wake up and I'm floating above the bed and that's not right. Right. We've
0: yeah, all been I don't there. Like, Yeah, I don't deal with that. It's nothing to be embarrassed, Johnny. It affects a lot of men out there. One in four. <laughs> <laughs> um, David, are you aware of Gravity Rush? <laughs> so... Um,
3: this is one of the games that made me want to buy a Vita because it looked super cool. Yes, um, it does. <laughs> I I really want to play this, and I I feel like it's been ported to something else, or like a sequels come
0: out, or uh, there I don't w- know. there was a sequel, but also the original was ported up to the PlayStation Four in 2016. So um, that's it. Yeah, that was it- a reason for me to look at the PS4
3: um, because basically you're just this woman like exploring this open world but you can control gravity Mm -hmm. so like that's how you move through things like you're running you're jumping and then you're just floating or switching to like walk on the ceiling and everything um and i remember the this is such a random thing to remember but like the promo art for this game is the main character like just diving through the air and it looked so cool like that image sticks with me
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um
3: Yeah, I never played it, but I really want to because it seems so cool.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of the uh, one of the things that I think is slightly you know unfortunate, and I don't know you know if this carries over to the ports of it, but I I think a lot of the uh, some of the puzzling. And, like, gravity controls were tied to, like, tilting the Vita. Uh, And I thought that was interesting. And, you know, as time has gone on and my tolerance for motion control-based stuff has kind of waned, it's like, uh, I'd like to play this cool game where you control a a woman that controls gravity, but I don't want to tilt anything, really. You know, I'll tilt a joystick. I'm not going to move my controller or, like, balance anything anymore. But... Yeah, no, this game looks super cool. Like, uh, and like you said, like, you know, I I don't know a thing about it outside of like the key art, but it's like, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that looks like a game that I would think is very, very cool. But I wish Jesse was here to talk about it because I know he said that it's one of his favorite games that he played on the Vita and uh, it seems like a really cool at the time exclusive and it's still like, you know, Sony exclusive. So I feel like I should have played it by now. Uh, maybe I'll boot up that PS4. You know, again, I talked about how, you know, I don't want to boot it up to play like Darkwing duck, but I would boot it up to see if this is on sale in the PlayStation store and give this a look. Cause uh, yeah, it looks super cool. Uh, I love gravity puzzles and cool anime art styles. So man, kind of wish Jesse was here to close this out on a stronger note, but Johnny, uh, yeah, it, it, you, uh, you really nailed it on that one, man. Um, thank you for thank really you. bearing your soul to everybody about your gravity based uh, performance issues. <laughs> uh, and uh you know guys it's been a great episode of gems what a what a show it's been what a weird selection of fucking games but a great selection of tunes and so that's going to do it for tonight uh we're going home with three fantastic songs from gravity rush but before we go i obviously want to thank everybody for being patrons uh anybody that's not listening or not uh getting this through patreon you should pay us we uh we practically demand it. Go to patreon.com slash game that tune for this and all our other awesome stuff. We got mixtapes and more episodes of gyms and more stuff coming all the time. We love you guys and we appreciate you listening. Johnny, David, thank you guys so much for being here. And uh yeah. Let's go home with three fantastic songs from Gravity Rush, from composer Kohei Tanaka. We've got Downtown, and we've got Bloody Claws. And from composer Yasuhiko Murase, we've got, uh, holy shit, that's a hard word to pronounce. Shinundakara. Uh, that doesn't seem right. Shinundakara. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the song that we're going out with. A song I can definitely pronounce. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening to Game That Tune Gems. Peace out, y'all. Bye. the songs so long ago that i forget what they are when we go to record it's like (laughs) oh right yeah that crazy google bordello japanese song i chose for gravity rush cool glad i knew to say something about that Ah, jeez